0: So a lot of you listeners often ask what my background is. And if you tune in frequently to the podcast, I do talk about it. For those that don't know, I run a marketing company called Bash Solutions which specializes in custom websites, content creation, and consulting based up here in cold and snowy Rochester, New York. With clients in the wrestling world alone, ranging from Cal Sanderson and Jordan Burroughs to the Nittany Line Wrestling Club and Helen Maroulis, we've been busy over the past decade proving why we're the best and earning trust all throughout the U.S., And we're not limited to wrestling by any means. We help businesses of all shapes and sizes, from barbecue and butcher shops in Arizona, like Snowflake Smokehouse, to the largest Chevy dealership in the world, right here in Rochester, New York, Bob Johnson, and everyone in between. Whether it's building a new custom website or implementing new digital strategies to streamline your business, Bash Solutions is trusted by businesses and brands across the country for a reason. You can learn more about Bash Solutions by visiting bashsolutions.com or head over to Facebook or Instagram search bash solutions to see what we're up to hello this is wwe hall of famer mick foley and if you want to catch up on the latest in amateur and olympic wrestling there's only one podcast to listen to subscribe to bashamania the bashamania podcast and have a nice day yeah Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. This is episode 81 of the Bashmania podcast, and today Iowa's Michael Kemmerer joins me on the podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen—Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Overcast. Wherever you listen to podcasts, be sure to subscribe to Bashmania. And if you enjoy this episode, be sure to leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It's Bashmania. All right, Michael Kemmer, how are you, man? Good, good to be here. It's exciting talking to you. The more I dive into your story, you know, as we were talking about, it's pretty incredible how ingrained in the sport you are and have been from such a young age. And as I, I told you earlier, I'm a guy who, I kind of became a wrestling fan late. I wrestled all through middle school, all through high school, was never any good, and I kind of walked away from it. I started watching NCAAs, started having guys like Cal Sanderson becoming my clients, and I started getting more and more into it. And now I think I'm like a cult fan. But watching all the college and senior level guys right now, for me, it's a process of going back and learning more. And when I dive into somebody's story like yours, I'm like, wait a minute, he went to Franklin Regional with Spencer Lee and Nico and this guy and that guy and Josh Shields. And it's fascinating. I'm curious for you, how did your career start at such an an early age or how did it evolve so quick to be around such an elite group of guys? And even though all these guys weren't elite back then, you guys all turned out a lot of you to be such a high caliber group of guys. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: mean, starting off, you go way back to the beginning You know, when I was maybe five years old you had me and and Josh Maruka and Josh shields you know the two guys that that went to Arizona state and uh starting off with them we had Nico megalutus he was a couple years older and then his dad Dan was a huge part of our kids program and so I think he really got our parents pretty into it our dads were they're were pretty crazy they're pretty into it so <laughs> Shocker we, uh,
0: wrestling dads yeah crazy. yeah right
1: <laughs> so we uh so we we, it was good we We practiced together. We went to tournaments together. We traveled to camps together, and really built a strong kids program there. And then from there, you know, growing up in that area, you know, there were a lot of clubs, and there were just all the tough guys in the region that you see now that are still wrestling in college and after college and all that. And it was such a tough region for wrestling that, you know, we were all practicing together, and then we go to these tournaments on the weekend, and we'd. You know beat each other up and then we'd go back and practice with each other more. <laughs> so it was just uh, it was just a great environment, I think, to grow up in and, and in wrestling and it, it helped us get a lot better pretty quickly
0: for sure. and you evolved quick. I mean, you were a runner up three years in a row in high school before you won a state championship, which we'll we'll talk about in a second here, but y- your your talent level jumped levels early on. What do you think it was that helped you to get better and better early on?
1: Yeah. I think it, a lot of it was, I mean, first off, like I said, that having the, the crazy dads helped, but, <laughs> um, but also those, those rooms and um, a lot of the tough kids that were in there and in, in the, the club wrestling and all that, but that you know, there were just a lot of kids in these practices every day. And, you know, I, I didn't know a whole lot of wrestling maybe, but I knew that I was competitive and I wanted to, to win every live go or whatever. So we would, uh, we were just, just scrapping and wrestling with each other. And we had these really tough rooms and it toughened us up a lot. And from there, you know, it kind of starts to expand out and we start wrestling guys from other areas and having a lot of success. And, uh, you know, it just kind of shows that you're getting a lot better and you're you're testing yourself against those other guys then. And it just kept building and building and, You know, by the time we got to high school, we had, you know, a really tough region of kids um, out of southwestern Pennsylvania. Yeah,
0: I'd say. (laughs) Did you know that a lot of those guys were going to be who they are now? Whether it's Josh Shields, Spencer Lee, wrestling with guys like Nol Vincenzo at the Young Guns and Nico at Franklin Regional. They obviously didn't have the NCAA championships and accolades they have now. But did you know you were a part of something special in that group of guys back then?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think when you're in the middle of it, it's kind of hard to really realize the extent of it. You know, I, sure. I think I knew that we had a lot of good kids and we were tough, but um, just didn't really put it together. Like, oh, these guys are going to be, you know, going on to have all these high credentials and everything. It was just, you know, we we had a lot of really tough guys. And
0: it was Do you watch trip. The Office? Oh, yeah. So have ever, asking that question, my or your response really reminded me of Andy in the season finale or series finale, when he's like, I wish there was a way to know when you're in the good old days. Oh, when yeah, you know yeah. that, oh, that's what that makes me sound like. But, you know, you obviously had a degree to some degree, or you, you had some knowledge because you were getting better and jumping into high school, you were runner up three years in a row, which... On one hand, for a guy like me, dude, I love the place of the state tournament. <laughs> like, I couldn't even make it to sectionals in New York, let alone the state tournament. So to be runner-up, it's like, man, that's such an awesome accomplishment. But to a to a guy like yourself who's so competitive and has had the career you've had, I can imagine that it wasn't the the feeling you wanted when you were there what was it like to handle that defeat of getting to the end of the season having so much success but for three years in a row not finishing the way you wanted to
1: yeah i mean it was tough because um you know when you're a little kid that's kind of the thing like state champion i mean yeah i'm gonna be a state champion so you know coming up short not once not twice three times in the same match it's tough you know it was tough for sure but at the same time um, just dealing with it was kind of like hey you know the stuff that I'm doing the stuff that I'm doing is working it's it's good I trust in my coaches I trust in my teammates I think I'm doing the right things I gotta make a couple adjustments maybe but we're on the right track and that's a big thing that was like hey let's not let's not throw out the whole playbook let's just let's just make some adjustments here and so it was that combined with um just reminding myself that you know I still love the sport I still love to go in and wrestle and um you know you, you come up short and it's terrible but at the same time it's like hey you know I I can still wrestle I can still go in tomorrow and get better I can still um you know it's not over I can keep wrestling right so that kind of thing just really helped me to just keep moving forward and keep getting better and just enjoying that whole process
0: Do you think you did anything different after your freshman, sophomore, junior year different that obviously your senior year, you were undefeated, finally won that state championship? First of all, how good did it feel to finally accomplish that? And do you think you did anything different, you know, to bring value to anybody who's young and listening? Let's say they're in a rut. Let's say they're finishing second. And I think there's a lot to be said of finishing second, and not that you're in a rut, but breaking through to that next level. Very few people get to that level of being a state champion in anything right so it's not that they're necessarily doing anything wrong but you have to elevate your craft what do you think you did to finally and by the way there's a lot to be said to even get back to the finals your sophomore year your junior year what do you think it was that helped you push through to finally win the championship your senior year and is there advice you'd give anybody who if they're trying to push through that next level what they could potentially do yeah i mean kind
1: of like what i was saying with with not throwing out the whole playbook you know i made just made little adjustments you know little things okay these are a couple positions where i really need to get better you know okay what what mental gains can i make you know i okay, I know what it's like wrestling out there so so you know, how can i prepare myself next time stuff like that and then also i just kept it super loose that year and Um, and I had a lot of teammates and coaches that they, they kept it loose anyway. So it it helped a lot, but, um, I just kept it loose and found joy in the sport. And I was like, Hey, um, I'm going to go out there every time and I'm, and I'm going to, I'm not going to waste a second. I'm going to rest for the whole time. And, um, and and that's always, that's what you can control, right? You Control one day at a time. So, um, that's, so that's what I would say. Control the little things one day at a time and then when it's time to go out there and compete that's the fun part you know I mean don't worry about breaking through or outside the uh, outside pundits or anything just it's just going out and enjoying it and wrestling hard
0: and I'm curious too you know as I, I always say I'm a Penn State guy but I'm really a fan of greatness and I think you know having loyalty to a college team you get kind of crazy as a college fan And I think sometimes the fans get crazier than the athletes. Like, you know, Penn State-Iowa, such a rivalry. Penn State-Ohio State, such a rivalry. And then it's like, you know, I had Chenzo on the podcast and Pletcher's at his house grilling, and I got Chenzo hooked up with Traeger. He gets a Traeger sent to him. Pletcher's over smoking me on his Traeger. And I'm like, man, the fans go (laughs) crazier than, you know, sometimes the wrestlers, and I'm curious because – you're a Pennsylvania boy who went to Iowa and you've had such, you know, you've had matches with at different levels. You know, I know you suffered the heartbreaker to Chenzo your junior year in the state finals. I know you've wrestled Nolf and Hall in, in big matches and NCAAs. What is your relationship like with these guys? Josh Shields, do you maintain these relationships even though you guys are like on some level in such a rivalry?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's, maybe it's not like when we're, when you're texting every day, when, you're, yeah. when you are live close to each other, but, but yeah, definitely. I mean, it's funny. Like you come back for, for break, maybe during season, and you'll see these guys at a, at a practice or, um, you know, I remember Jody will always have like a Christmas day practice. And you'll see a bunch of guys come back from college for the holidays and wrestle with those guys. And yeah, I mean, Chenzo and pleasure. That's, yeah, that's funny because yeah, i have known those guys since we were little <laughs> right. and, and all, and all those guys, I mean, it's, it's just, uh, like I said, we grew up with a really tough uh, group of kids. And, um, you know, you are, you're always going to have that connection. So it's really cool. Um, you know, they. I think there was some time at Nationals and they were showing and it was like all Western PA kids on every matter. So it was something crazy, that's awesome. like every matter yeah. And it was like, yeah, like that's got to be really cool for our parents watching us out there, seeing, yeah, you know, not only me, but all the kids that I was looking at a practice room from 10 years ago, you know what I mean? So it's, it's interesting. It's good.
0: Yeah. And it's so funny too, because now with social media, and and I know with the quarantine and people trying to train differently, and you see like guys like Roman Bravo young going down to training with Sebastian Rivera, you see guys that maybe wouldn't typically train with each other or maybe on the mat, their rival schools or they're rival something And it's so cool to kind of take a step back and say, if the wrestlers aren't in that heat of a rivalry, why are you getting so worked (laughs) up? And I'm as guilty as anybody. Like when Penn State, I was on, like I'm in the Penn State corner and it's like, I don't, you know, but but it's also, and it's one of the blessings of this podcast is being able to get to know wrestlers from different schools and not kind of, and kind of branching out. You know, I've been fortunate enough to work with some of the, best guys and girls in this sport and it's so cool to see what transcends a school or what transcends a state and i think it's a good reminder when you talk about pennsylvania and iowa it's pretty cool speaking of pennsylvania iowa everybody knows where you ended up you ended up at iowa and in prep for this conversation i went back and i was reading an article cody goodwin put out back in january about how you looked up to iowa as a kid tom brands recruits you And then you go there, something looks off and you say, I don't know if I want to do this. Then brands in a brand's move drive 700 miles to salvage this. I'm curious at first, what led you to Iowa, especially being from Pennsylvania and, you know, kind of being in that time where Penn state was starting to come up and you had that option of kind of staying home. I believe I remember correctly. Lehigh was a big option for you. What led you to Iowa and what, what was it that almost caused you not to go there and how was he able to salvage that?
1: Yeah. So, um, so yeah, going back, I mean, big Iowa fan from middle school on. uh, So yeah, that was, that was kind of the place for me. I kind of just always was like, that's where I want to go. But then you get into the recruiting process and there's a lot of schools talking to you, um, you know, selling you on their school and they all have, good things to say so you're you know i was like all right you know i want to weigh out my options i want to make sure i do this right so i get narrowed down to a couple schools and uh it's time to take my official visit out to iowa so going out to iowa and um you know i really like the coaches and and you know the campus and everything but uh you know with me i've just always been a big person on like um you know doing everything right to to be the the best you can be and a big thing with that was, you know, the partying scene and things like that. And, you know, maybe I was a little naive as a, as a high school kid. I don't know, but I, I went and I didn't really have a good experience with it. I was kind of like, ah, I feel like, um, you know, there's, there's kind of a lot of this going on and just not really, um, you know, what I was expecting at the highest level program. You know, I was like, you know, how, you know, how committed are you really? You know, that's kind of just, just, that was my thinking, you know? So, um, so after the visit I went home and was kind of talking to some people I was close to. And I was just like, you know, I, I, I did like it, but there was just, there was that thing there. It just didn't feel like a fit. It just didn't feel comfortable for that reason. And, um, so then word gets back to, to, uh, Tom. I love but, that
0: word just gets back there. Just imagine yeah. Pennsylvania, Iowa.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 It, it gets, you know, that somehow travels back to him and, um and so he instantly was like you know owning it and he's like we we made a mistake we made a mistake so he gets in the car he drives straight to my house he gets there probably around dinner time that's probably a a solid 10-hour drive If you 700 miles
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah so it's a it's a drive you're on i-80 for a long time there and uh so he gets there and um he comes inside and he's just like hey like what what concerns do you have? You know, you know, like, you know, first he addressed all the you know the things he heard that I didn't like. And he's like, you know, what else, what other concerns do you have? And kind of talked it through with him for maybe 30, 40 minutes. And then he's like, um, okay, like what else? Is there anything else? And I was like, you know, I think that I think that's it. I think he, he hit it he's like all right sounds good and he just stands up to start leaving <laughs> and my mom is kind of like oh like let us at least make you dinner you know you just had a long drive." and he's like nope i got now i gotta get back he's like he's like but but uh you know i just i had to answer those questions i had to talk to you and i'm like now it doesn't really surprise me at all but at the time i was like wow like, you know tom brands just drove to my house yeah just, just to say that and then go back so you know it meant a lot to me and then um yeah, i had been pretty close. You know, I think I was kind of telling people like, yeah, you know, I really like Lehigh. And um, after that, I kind of had to rethink and, um, you know, two or three days later, or whatever, I, I committed to Iowa and, and that was it. But yeah, it, it was, it's, it's a good story because it, it, it probably saved the, the recruiting.
0: Yeah. And was there a time where, you know, even when brands was telling you all this, like let's say partying and drugs and alcohol is a concern of yours. And brand says, don't worry about that. It's not happening. Whatever he said, was there a time where it took you a little bit to see that? Like, okay, I'll kind of give him a shot or was it just total belief? Yes, that's it. I'm a believer. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think really the big thing that he said that really stuck with me is he was like, um, you know, he was like, first off, like we're 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 not into those things. I mean, I mean, it's not like we're condoning that. You know, we we don't do that stuff. You know, you know, yeah. our coaching staff. And then the other thing is, he was like, we're recruiting people like you. And uh, Caleb Young had actually committed a couple of weeks before. He's like, we're recruiting people like you guys because we're trying to get people that are like you, not people that are doing right. that stuff. And then it kind of opens your eyes to okay, you know, you know, maybe maybe we can be the start of uh, you know, a a change here and we can, you know, we got some, a good culture coming in and, uh, you know, I just, you know, hearing him say that it really was like, yeah, you know, I, I like that.
0: I gotta be honest. My ego would be through the roof if that happened to me. Cause like I'm a humble guy and I always, I, I look to God constantly like give me wisdom for this. Give me discernment. Give me conviction. Give me this, give me that. Like I, but it's gotta be for somebody like you, who's looking up to Iowa as a kid And now you have the coach of Iowa, the program you looked up to, saying, "We want you. We want your caliber of character." It's not just, "Hey, you're a four-time state champ, but we need you to fill a hole at 157." Like, no, he wanted you. I can't imagine. Like, I feel like my pride and ego would have been through the roof.
1: (laughs) Yeah it 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 definitely it definitely persuaded me a lot. It was just just hearing him say that, and uh, you know, just how how down to earth, one on one. You know, when he's saying that to me. It's like it, it really resonated with me. I can imagine.
0: And I watched an interview where Spencer had said that you and Caleb Young really changed the atmosphere over there, which, you know, I think says a lot when arguably the best guy on the team says, hey, he came through and paved the way. And if it wasn't for him, I might not even come here. What does that mean to you? And how do you think you are able to accomplish being a part of changing an atmosphere of such a storied program. You know, I just had Zaheed on here, and he was telling me about going to Arizona State, where he wanted to come in and kind of create something. It's not that you necessarily intended to come in and create something. Iowa was already the, that was the dream. But yet, you managed to come in and still kind of change the atmosphere. What was that like to be able to do that when you kind of started even if you didn't know initially you were doing it to start hearing that from the guys, what was that like, and how do you think you were able to do that?
1: Yeah, I mean I mean when I hear Spencer and people say stuff like that, it means a lot because I feel like the the culture has come a long way, and it's really good and yeah. I just think I think a lot of it is just um you know just the the principles and the things that were and still to me growing up, the the coaches that I've had and the yep. um, the places that I've been, it, it's helped me a lot and kind of made me learn to, to be a certain way on the mat, off the mat. And um, and then you throw in a lot of other guys, you know, Caleb Young and, um, you know, Alex Marinelli, where what he comes from. And, you know, there were a lot of guys in my recruiting class. We had a really big recruiting class, and we weren't a top-ranked recruiting class, but we had a lot of guys come in, you know, my roommate for – four years Paul Glenn I mean we just had a lot of really hard workers that you know we really about doing things the right way and I think we got a lot of people on board with getting the job done the right way and um, and then before you know it you get a couple of those good classes in there and you know you have a good culture so it, it really it really has been good it's been great
0: For sure. And, you know, talking about the way you were raised, you have Galatians one your Twitter bio, which talks about not trying to win the approval of your peers and seeking to please and serve the Lord. And I'm curious how much impact your faith has had on both your career and also turning you into that leader you've become within the Hawkeye program.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been huge because, um, it's easy to make, to make wrestling your God, or you can make these things your God, but Um, you know they're just they're worldly things they're earthly things right and um, I think to me um, you know it's it's relieving you know that this isn't you know if I if I go out there and don't perform my best in a wrestling match that's not gonna make me lose him you know and that's uh, something where when you you work at something your whole life you can make it out to be that in your head if you don't have that grounding and so I think having that grounding and Um, and then it also, it helps you to be a better leader, be a better teammate. Um, just those, those principles I think are huge. And, um, I try to, I try to spread them every day. And I think we have a lot of guys that they have a strong faith and they try to do the same.
0: Yeah. And it shows, and you know, it's no surprise when you talk about different guys of a high caliber telling you that you've impacted the culture and the atmosphere And when you look at something bigger than yourself, which, you know, I tweeted out last night, like everybody's going nuts over the debates. And I'm like, guys, don't lose sight. Like keep your eyes on God. It's don't look at man. You're going to be depressed real quick. And I think the same applies to wrestling. If you just look at the wins, if you just look at the losses, both are going to destroy you because you're only going to win for so much. And you see, I'm sure these parents that live in their past and, and it's hard to watch. You know, and it's like knowing that there's something bigger, there's something better, I think, and I'm sure for you, it's it's helped keep a proper perspective, whether it's through those runner-up losses, whether it's through some of these um, highs and lows to have that kind of stable ground, I'm sure has, has helped you a ton.
1: Oh, yeah, it's helped a ton. I mean, I tell people, um, you know, everyone's like, oh, what would you have done if you'd have lost four state titles in a row? Yeah. Like I'd be the exact same person that's sitting here today. I mean, it doesn't change who I am as a man. You know, it's it's uh it's just a it's just a part of life, right?
0: For sure. And so you make it to Iowa and from a competitive standpoint you have an impressive freshman and sophomore season. I think you finished third and fourth in NCAA's and you know that's obviously not what you want. I'm sure everybody wants to become a 4-time NCAA champion and has high expectations of yourself especially when you go to a program like Iowa. What do you think you took away from those first two seasons?
1: Yeah, I mean I, well, yeah, it's like it's like uh it's like I was saying before you know to a lot of people that's like oh, you know, that's good you're a young guy and all of that but um you know I think a big thing is just uh got to be the same wrestler every single time out and in that college season, especially when you're young, maybe it gets, it gets long or you have your ups and downs and different things like that. Or you're, you can let your weight get out of control some weeks and some weeks it's good. know, um, I think the biggest thing is just, you gotta be the same guy. You gotta be steady right here. You gotta be steady every day and keep getting better and wrestle everybody the same um, and, and knowing that you belong there right away. And I think you know, a lot of these young guys are coming up in college and they're they're wrestling like they belong and that's the way it should be. And I think that's probably just at the top level, um, something that if I could go back, it'd be like, Hey, wrestle every match the same and yep. be mature, keep keep your way under control, all that stuff. Just it's just maturity that comes, I think.
0: Yeah. And the next year, after you have these two impressive years with top four finishes, you suffer a knee injury, you're out for the season how tough was that adversity and what was your mentality to persevere through where you have a couple of really good seasons and it's kind of like high school, like you're right there, you know, you have what it takes to break through. What was that adversity like and how do you think you overcame that and, and stayed on that path? If I don't want to get too distracted and I don't want to get too hung up on the negatives of the situation. Right. Yeah. I
1: mean, I mean, first off, just with that, with the injuries happening, you know, it's tough because you know, we're wrestlers we're warriors and we want to wrestle through everything we want to push through you know. and you're like yeah you know my knees hurt but you know I can still go and uh so making that initial decision you know with the coaches and the doctors and everything and that's one thing but and then once I once I decide to do that uh, it's like the coaches were telling me they're like you know you get your surgery tomorrow and you're already you're better than you were yesterday you're on the road to recovery your knees healing up um And so then from there, it was just looking at it one day at a time, gave myself a lot of little goals, Um, you know, did, did reading, um, you know, just what I could do. You know, I tried to coach my teammates, tried to watch, put myself in matches, just really doing what I could to get myself the best edge while I was off and find ways that you can get better that maybe when you're in the middle of the season, it's, um, you know, those, that, routes not available to you so you do yeah. it whenever you you can't wrestle um just being creative with it and felt like i i did end up learning a lot that year
0: yeah i mean obviously in the next year which was this past year 2020 you only lost one time you split matches with mark hall you went at the duel he won at big tens first of all what do you think it was during that time off that helped you to be able to beat a guy like Mark Hall and only have one loss to a guy you beat. Like that's, again, you talk about elevating your craft and getting to that next level. You kind of did that. Whereas I feel like sometimes when guys have injuries, it's hard to bounce back to get to that same point, let alone go to the next level. What do you think it was that helped you go to that next level a little bit?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it made me hungry and I think it made me have just an even greater appreciation for the sport where maybe before, um, you know, maybe there's a time where you look at it as a job. I don't know, maybe a little bit, but, sure. and then you, you get it taken away from you for a year. And then, and then last year, it's like every single time I was on the wrestling mat, every time I competed, I was just, you know, the first thing is I was so thankful to be there. I was, I was thankful to have that opportunity. And then it was like, all right, let's have fun. Let's get better. And right. um, just kept that steady attitude of enjoying it every day, looking for ways to get better every day. And, um you know you do that every day consistently and that stuff starts to add up and combine that maybe with a little more maturity um move i moved into a new weight um so maybe not having to to lose as much weight i don't know what exactly the exact thing is but you combine all those things and then you know you, you put it together and you start to feel pretty good
0: yeah, and after splitting those matches with Mark Hall, next up would have likely been a rubber match in NCAAs. What was that rivalry back and forth like, and what was your feeling heading into NCAAs?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a, a fun rivalry. Like I said, um, after missing that year, it's like I just want to go out there and wrestle the best guys, and he's obviously a very well-known guy, extremely high-credential guy, so going out there and and getting to have those battles with him was something that I really looked forward to. I was looking forward to to nationals to wrestling him, but you know, every year, you know, there's upsets at the nationals. My freshman year, I, I got pinned in the quarterfinals by uh, Palacio, you know? So um, that was definitely one thing going through my mind. It's, it's, Hey, I'm super excited to wrestle, you know, the rubber match here, but let's not forget. I got a couple other guys that, that have a target on my back. So um, so I had that kind of had that perspective, you know, I'm going to have to take it one match at a time. It's not going to be easy, but, um, I was looking forward to, to wrestling them again. I mean, we've had some, some high scoring, you know, action packed matches. And yeah, I think that's the, that's the most fun stuff to wrestle. in.
0: What was your reaction when you found out that it was canceled?
1: I mean, it was, it was a bummer. I think everyone was pretty bummed that I was with, we were in practice and, um, Mariah, our director of ops, came out with the news, and, um, you know, we could kind of feel it coming when I saw that the, the March Madness was getting canceled and the NBA, they stopped the games, kind of feel something unique was happening, but, um, you know, it, it stunk, but I kind of, you know, I kind of just tried not to, to dwell on it. I mean, I feel like it would have been tougher maybe if I was a senior, you know, I felt for a lot of the seniors, Yeah. you know, Pat Lugo was a senior. He was ranked number one. He's number one seed. You know, I really felt for him and uh, Spencer Lee, you know, you trying to be a four timer. I felt for those guys. So kind of feeling sure. for those guys and uh, makes me not feel as bad for myself, I guess. But, but ultimately I think the attitude was just, Hey, let's just, let's move forward. We you know, we don't know the extent of this, this virus, what's going on. We don't, we don't have a lot of details now. So let's, let's you know respect what's going on and just when we get our opportunity we'll we'll get our opportunity
0: yeah and the other big storyline for NCAAs was the team title right I mean Iowa was in like a 10-year drought it looked like on paper this was your guys's year like this was it was it frustrating to have that taken away from you and how did you kind of I don't want to say let go of it because I've talked to a lot of you guys and and learned it's not something you can kind of completely let go of but you have to kind of push it aside and and move on. What was that like? Yeah, I mean it's it's unique because
1: um you know you feel like you're at your your peak, you know, you're looking around the room and everyone's getting ready, you're getting what they need, we're all ready to go and you you think, you know, God willing we're going to have something some really good celebration coming up right. here if we take care of business. So um it's it's hard to describe it's kind of like it doesn't feel real at first you know it didn't it just felt like you know this stuff doesn't actually happen um but you know pretty like I said you know we we kind of just had to move on we actually uh we went down to Miami with uh Lugo's family we went down there and just got away you know we didn't really know what was going on so we were like hey let's let's get out of town and Yeah, give ourselves a break and that was good just to be together as a team and uh, we had like 13 guys there or something so just doing something to kind of take our mind off of it but yeah we felt like we felt like we were in a really good position there you still got to wrestle the matches but yeah Um, it's a a unique situation
0: totally and it's been a while since you wrestled but thankfully it was announced this week you're wrestling november 1st at the hawkeye wrestling club showdown open against tommy gant what's your thought heading into that to that match where this is your first match since big tens right i mean you don't normally go this long without wrestling yeah yeah
1: (laughs) yeah oh it's exciting i mean i i love competing um so so having something to compete in, you know, for a while there, it looked like uh, we didn't really know what the next thing was going to be. Now, you know, having a date in front of me, getting to wrestle, you know, right in our backyard here, um, tough opponent. I mean, you can't ask for much more. Like I said, you like wrestling the best guys. He's, he's a well-known guy. He's been on the circuit for a while. So I'm really excited to wrestle. I'm really excited for some of these other matches too. I, you know, I think they're still coming out with some of the matches, but there's a lot of fun ones and um you know i'm glad that this this stuff's happening because um no wrestling for a while there it was kind of oh
0: Hanasella. it's a bummer it sucks especially as a fan and is this your first time wrestling freestyle in like four years i haven't competed freestyle since uh after my red shirt
1: year yeah i wrestled in universities so that's that was 2016
0: somebody tweeted me like when was yeah. the last time Kemmer wrestled freestyle I'm like It's been a while 2016 is, do you think this will kind of get the momentum going? Like, do you want to go to the Olympic trials? Do you think this is going to be like a kickstart for freestyle again?
1: Yeah. I'm excited to wrestle freestyle again. I mean, hoping that, you know, we get a good college season here. So maybe after this, I'll be wrestling on a folk style. That's, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Good season here, but, uh, it feels good to wrestle freestyle. I mean, um, freestyle folk style. I like wrestling both. Um, I haven't wrestled much Greco, but, uh, <laughs> I, I, wrestling wrestling's wrestling, you know, I mean, it's fun to go so out there and, and let it fly. And that's kind of how I look at it. You know, you got to make a couple adjustments here, but for the most part, you know, go out and let it fly.
0: Where do you think you are right now? If you know where your conditioning level was, you know where your confidence level was back, let's say March, like third, I think big tens was, where do you think you are right now compared to there?
1: I always feel ready to go i feel I feel ready to go. I feel like I could uh go out and wrestle wrestle the nationals tomorrow if I had to so
0: that's so wild to me like there's so much training and peaking and conditioning, and so many times I ask them like, where do you feel right now? I'm ready to go wrestling wrestling yeah, that's yeah, so wild yeah. to me
1: <laughs> yep, yep, ready to go
0: <laughs> that's wild. you know something non wrestling i, I want to talk about for a minute. I know you're a business major iowa and i'm curious what your plans are for the business side of if you have plans like non-wrestling plans for the business side of what you want to do obviously i've owned a marketing company for 12 plus years i've got equity in a couple companies so i love business you know and i'm just curious what your plans are what your perspective is on that
1: yeah yeah i like it so i'm in my master's right now for it's a it's an m fin masters in finance at iowa i got my undergrad in finance so um yeah you know, I think the the investing side of stuff's pretty cool so um right now you know I, I I'm so wrestling driven and I have yeah. these goals for after college too so I I've kind of I don't want to say I've put all my eggs in one basket but I it's for me it's just wrestling right now but I I do enjoy the stuff I'm learning I enjoy um the business world the finance world all that stuff so I think that's something that um you know once I'm done with this that might be something I want to do, I, I'm not sure, but, uh, you know, I, I like following what's going on in the business world, the finance world, investing, it's world, so all fun. That stuff. It's, 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 it's really
0: interesting. <laughs> yeah.
1: It's really interesting to me.
0: And, and that's why I saw like so many wrestlers, you see their like degrees. It's like, kin- I can't even say the word kinesiology, whatever it is. Uh, yeah. like Study the body. Like, that's yeah. like, you know, you're, whether you're watching a duel or you know what these guys are going for, it's like yeah, major yeah. kinesiology or whatever it is. And I'm like, a business major. I like that. That's refreshing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. Awesome, man. Well, listen, thank you so much for taking the time to come on the podcast today. Best of luck in your return to the mat november 1st i will be watching and i will be rooting for you and that is it for today's episode thank you so much for tuning in i hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as i did if you did enjoy this episode of the podcast be sure to leave a five-star rating review on apple Podcasts and be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on more episodes for more wrestling content be sure to follow bash mania on facebook twitter and instagram and follow me i'm at jbash on instagram and at justin Bash on twitter i'll be back with another episode shortly see ya the beat goes on.